Loneliness, we know, is a huge issue for many older people as they're losing self-confidence and mobility. Community drama classes for seniors being held in several Wellington suburbs are encouraging people to get out of their homes and to use their imagination. Voice Arts runs the classes that promote improvisation and imagination with the support of the City Council and Wellington Community Trust. Well, I headed to Karori to meet the budding thespians and those who take the classes, experienced theatre practitioners Jacqueline Coates and Hilary Norris. There's a gallery of pictures from the class on our website, rnz.co.nz slash standingroomonly. We started with an exercise where those in the class pick a random object from a bag and then tell a personal story inspired by it. Well, this little lipstick case, which I don't know if everybody probably... You mightn't know it's a lipstick case, Dennis, but this is a lipstick (laughs) case. It's got lipstick on it. Yes. Um, Reminds me of my aunt, who used to travel overseas a lot, and every time she came back, she brought a gift for us. And I still have one of the little gift um, books she gave me, which was a lipstick case, and I use it every day, so I think of her. This reminds me of the Acropolis in... Greece, which I saw when I was about 10 years old. My family, two siblings and parents, and I went to England to visit my mother's Bano. And um, it was a very, very hot day. There were lots of people. And the thing that evokes the most pleasure in me from that memory is the smell of Greek bread. And, that, and, and so that, what's the emotion that you have? Well, it's just, I think it's overwhelm, actually, because there was so much going on, so many, it was so hot. Yeah. But that smell just was really sort of grounding or something, yeah. Um, I've got um, a child's um, rolling pin and one that goes round and round properly because it's a wooden one. And when I took it out of the bag... I immediately had a jab of childhood. Mm. It took me back to when I was a little girl and I must have had a pastry set and how I would, um, if my mother was making pastry, then I would be rolling it out. So that was a a real dose of nostalgia. So I was very excited some years ago now when we had the toy shop um, in Karori. I don't know whether you remember up at Marston Village. Yeah, yeah. They had really good toys, none of this plastic stuff, and they had a wooden rolling pin for children. Mm. So I bought one because I had to have one for the grandchildren. Um, So I think for me it was nostalgia and happy, happy nostalgia, that bit of continuity all over these years that they do actually still make proper rolling pins. Fiona? Chris? Sheila? So how, how long have you been coming to these classes? Three or four weeks now. Um, I know a lot of the people here, and they were so excited about it. So I thought, oh, I have to go and see what this is all about. That's nice. So friend recommendation. What about for you, Chris? I saw the notice up uh, in the community centre, and um, I'm retired not too long ago. I'm just looking for things to do in the day. And I thought social drama sounds great. You know, the, that's what they call it. So um, the idea of doing a bit of drama, which didn't involve too much physical exercise, and um, but having a social time as well appealed to me. And Fiona? I think I started from the beginning, and it was the word improv that got me, because I remember going to see some improv, they used to have them in Wellington, those sort of 
festivals or whatever they were and some of them were absolutely hilarious and so clever and quick thinking and I thought it would be good for me for my joy factor but also for my brain to be needing to think quickly. I think one of the things that struck me just about that exercise we just did with the objects. I mean, you all had beautiful stories associated with, with things. Your, your rolling pin story, uh, Sheila, was really lovely. But standing, and you know some of the people here, some you don't. Um, but I think it's a big thing to stand up in front of a group and share something so personal. Has that been a big step for you? Oh, I think it's been a huge step. I'm, I'm very introverted, and so it's very much outside my comfort zone to be um, doing something spontaneous and, and improv. But it's really interesting because as you get into it, you, you, I was saying to Hilary last week, it's almost like you feel there are changes in your brain as you get into it and suddenly your brain's gone off into another direction. So although I'm still terribly self-conscious and it's oh, not me, <laughs> I love it. Oh, Chris, what about for you? Is this something, anything like you've ever tried before? No, no, I've never done drama or things like that. As I say, I was just really looking for something to do during the day. Uh, but I do find it super engaging. At the end of it, I realise I haven't worried about other things or anything like that and I've just engaged with nice people for an hour and a half in a safe space, I have to say. So sometimes it can be quite personal, sometimes, or, or some of the um, triggers that they give us spark off memories that, you feel, oh, actually, I'm not going to tell this group that, but then you, but then we move on to something else, and so it is a safe space for that, yes. Have you found yourself sharing more than maybe you expected to because it is a safe space? I think I'm quite good at sharing anyway, but actually this morning I realised after I'd told my story about the marble, I realised what I was truly feeling that day, mm. and of course my moment had passed, but... You know, I thought that was really good that I had acknowledged to myself that actually in that experience of being at the Acropolis, I was feeling frustrated as a kid, which is not what you're supposed to feel. But, you know, that was just like a moment of reality for me, which I was grateful for. And what I've found is that I have so many more ideas come to my head that are totally off the wall, mm -hmm. out of the blue, and it's just fun. So when I talk to people about this, I, I invite them to come along and play silly buggers because that's how I see it. It's, it's really silly buggers with a purpose. I think that's what they should call it, a silly yeah. buggers. I think you get even more people to come along. Um, Shida, take me back to the first time that you came. Do you remember the first time for any group or new activity? Uh, what were your impressions, you know, that when, you, when you rocked up? Um, I found it friendly and welcoming. I think it really helped because I knew quite a lot of people here and so it wasn't a, a room full of total strangers and just sort of seemed to slip into it. Yeah. How about you? Your yes, first one. I, I didn't know anybody, and as I say, I just came from a notice on the wall, and I didn't even ring up. I just turned up, and I thought I'll see what it's like. And people were particularly welcoming. I think the small group helps. You mentioned before, Fiona, that you enjoy improv, and there's quite a bit of improv in there, which is harder for some than others to, to come up with something even out, outrageous. But you've clearly got a great imagination. You're obviously having a ball. Absolutely, I am. Yeah, it's great. And I feel that I'm actually more outward in my life somewhat and I'm using more sort of... I'm enjoying telling stories to the grandchildren, for instance, mm. and using more dramatic 
uh, phrasing and stuff. It's, yeah, you're it's using your arms there, you're acting yeah. things out now. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's kind of my next question, really. I mean, what, and you've touched on this, Sheila, but what, what difference has it, has it made at the end of a class or outside of the, the class? Do you think it's changed anything in you? Yeah, I think like Fiona says, it has sort of spilled out into the rest of your life. It's like everything is more joyful, everything is tinged with more fun. Okay, there are a whole lot of things to worry about at this at this stage of life, but this is our fun spot and um, it spills over into the rest of your life. And yeah, you find yourself telling the children what you've done grandchildren what you've done and they look at you as if you know you might be a little bit you know but it but it's great it's great Hilary often talks about imagination but for me what this um, class has done has sparked off memories which I have told my grandchildren but because I've often told the story here I, I tinker with the memories a little bit for them and craft it more into a story I think probably I think that's a thing I've got most out of it is that like one of the things we're going to do next is a script that we wrote last week now I've never ever I'm not of the generation that wrote scripts at school so but so that was great um to be able to share that with people yes for, for people around the country because there'll be similar organizations Fiona why, why would you I know you're a, you're a convert you love it but why would you encourage people to take that step for me, one of the other benefits is that it's helped me to feel more engaged with this community. Yeah. You know, we've only lived here about five years, so I'm not a... And before, I used to enjoy being here, but now sometimes I see people on the street or whatever. The other day I saw someone in the movie from this group, and and it was like we were greeting long-lost friends. It was amazing, and I just love that sort of community connection feel as well. Yeah, have you experienced that too, you too? I think that's what I like living in about Karori. I've been here for a very long time, but um, it's nice to have different circles of activity. And, um, you know, this is the fun circle. And you, you smile at each other when you see each other because you're remembering last Tuesday and what fun you had. Just thinking about that issue of memories and how they can come out of nowhere. It just takes a little prompt. And in our day-to-day life, maybe those prompts aren't there, Mm. Sheila, but Mm. here, you know, a small object or somebody else's conversation can prompt a a long-lost memory. Oh, Um, yes, my rolling pin. As as soon as I felt it, as I pulled it out, it took me instantly right back to my childhood and standing in the kitchen with my mother and rolling the pastry and, you know, getting the knife and making shapes. And, oh, it... I might, I might not have thought about that memory without the trigger of the rolling pin that I was holding. I think it's important at this stage for us to reflect on our past life and everything that's led up to where we are now. And um, these little triggers are just lovely. And interesting, I mean, sometimes with kids, they're not that interested in their grandparents' past lives. It's all about, you know, what, <laughs> what's, it, what's in the pantry and can, yeah. I, can I go on the computer? But... Um, the memories that are coming up, Chris, I guess, for you, it's nice to be in a, in a context where you can excavate them and think about them and talk about them with people who actually are interested. That's right, and also people who share many of those same times in history as well. I mean, there are younger people who come here. Like one day uh, we had to improvise being in a typing pool and one of the young people oh, so thought that we were going to be swimming. <laughs> now... And that, that was hilarious, and we all had a good laugh at her experience. I mean, she was, she was great with it. But those sorts of memories, 
uh, really interesting, whereas most of the people here knew exactly what a typing pool was. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's a wel big welcome to you all. Here we are at the Basin Reserve in Wellington. It is an absolutely beautiful day. We're here in the peace and quiet. There's a young mum and she's trying to get her little baby Denny off to sleep. How are you going, Jane, getting your baby off to sleep? <laughs> if those Scots College boys don't stop caterwauling on their bagpipes here at the base reserve, I shall phone noise control. I shall write a letter to the mayor. I shall write a letter to the headmaster. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, they are making a lot of noise. We do sympathise. First of all, I mean, I know both of you work professionally, you know, so to, to work with a, a group of um, older people and experienced in drama, what's the, what's the appeal to you, Hilary? I mean, I think for me it's because I am of that age group. I have worked a lot with younger people and I think I'm really discovering as much as they are about the value of a life lived and how that creative side of us just isn't used nearly enough as we get older um, and the enjoyment that that comes out of it and I think um, that's the strength of what Voice Arts is doing actually, it's really getting out there into the community and finding people who for whatever reasons feel themselves a bit isolated and um, love to tap into that side of themselves so it's very exciting. Yes, I mean, we talk about this crisis of loneliness, don't we, particularly mm. post-COVID. Jackie, what are some of the, I don't know, the, the stories or the, the emotions that have come through from the group that you've found? Well, I think it's, it is finding this sense of community. So it's, um, you know, finding people that um, they can come together with each week um, and to share something with. And in that very human way of actually being able to make contact with each other in a room together, which is, um, you know, which is really important. You know, um, as we know through COVID, you know, we spend a lot of time on screens or you know um, trying to connect with people that way and um, I think that the ability to actually be together in a space and to share for an hour and a half each week is a, a big appeal for people and um, as we you know as this class goes ahead because the class has been going since the end of February so it's it's fairly new um, you know I looking at ways other ways for me to reach out into the community and to find others who um, I know will benefit from that as well. Do you ever find that people here surprise themselves by how much they share? I mean, when I was doing the interviews mm. earlier, they talked about this being a safe place mm. and that sometimes there are little triggers, maybe in the objects or something yes. that happens. Yes. Um, but it can go very deep. Very deep indeed. And I'm, um, as I, I said to the group earlier, I mean, it, it triggers things in other people as well. And you, it's a shared experience that you can understand. And some of those experiences aren't necessarily happy experiences as you, as you go on. There's, there's a lot of things that happen in life. But I think that's the value of it. As you say, we hopefully we've created that really safe space in which they can share all those emotions and the, their stories. It's their voices, I think, and their stories which we are trying to value very much really and, and also it's that opportunity to play as well yes, which is yes. which you know is very valuable and something that voice arts really pushes is, is this idea that of play and then out of play comes development so that uh, that idea that um, by sharing a story and experiencing that together 
quite often with laughter, there's quite a lot of laughter involved in that, um, but that, that's developing uh, brain connections, um, emotional connections for people, and um, in a place where you don't really get to do that very often. No, so I right. think that's very important yeah. for, for people to have a space where they can come and feel free to express themselves and be silly as well, which I think is really important. I mean, I enjoy. we always get the lovely <laughs> feedback from the receptionists at the front and they always say, there's so much laughter that comes out of your room mm-hmm. and that's that's a joy and a delight. For people, some of whom have been through some quite a lot of loss and quite a lot of um, tough things that have happened to them, but that they are managing to find that joy and that delight in, in their lives, again, I think is, is terrifically powerful. I mean, is this set up to be therapeutic or is a setup to be more informal than that? It's it's definitely more informal yeah. than that. I wouldn't say that um, we are. I mean, we're facilitators in this group, but um, we're not therapists. So yeah. we are we are drama practitioners. So I think you know it, there is a line that is drawn in that. So um, that it is a, a as I said, it's a place where we can come, we can play, and we can explore. But if you know if there's things that come out that are further than that, then I would say that um, that would be something that would we would pass on to a professionals in that way. I mean, again, I think the, the plus of this particular group is that Jackie lives within this community um, and so was able to reach out to a lot of those people earlier. But also there's a lot of sharing of, you know, if you need to do such and such, you can go somewhere or mm. what, whatever. So there is a knowledge of that community. And I think more and more that's what Voice Arts intends to do is to get even further into the community and find different groups and um, ethnicities and all that sort of thing that we can develop um, these classes hopefully but it's it seems to have had a fantastic particularly this group seems to have had a fantastic start so far my thanks to all of those in the class who allowed me to eavesdrop on their session in karori if you'd like to know more there's a link to voice arts on our webpage.